But what he did, I thought, was totally beautiful. And that was, he thought his kids might have sinned. And he thought, I better pray for them. And he would get into his closet and he would make sacrifices for them. I mean, and pray to God that the Lord would forgive them their sins. And I thought, oh man, can't we learn from that? You know, sometimes we like to yell at our kids, you know, get angry with them. Maybe you don't have that trouble, but I had four natural born and then another 12 foster kids. So I know what it is to have a house full of kids. And, you know, sometimes you uh, raise your voice a bit and sometimes you temper along with it as well. But here is Job. He is praying for his kids. It almost seems like he didn't go to his kids and yell at them or uh, condemn them or judge them. No, he went to their kid. He prayed for their, his kids. I mean, and he sanctified his kids through his prayers. He brought sacrifices for each and every one of them. What would happen if he did that? What would happen instead of reacting, praying, instead of judging, forgiving? Could it be like that chapter about the angels of God coming before God and Satan was amongst them? And okay, and God addressed Satan and he said to Satan, have you seen my servant Job? He is special. God was bragging on Job, wasn't he? And I thought, oh Lord, I would like you to brag on me. That would be so nice. Wouldn't you like that, Paul? Yeah. I mean, when the Lord would say, he is my special servant. He is my special person. He is righteous. I mean, he doesn't like evil. He only goes after that which is right and from me. I mean, that is what Job was doing. And then all the privileges were taken out of Job's life. I mean, he lost everything. And I can go into detail, but I don't want to. I don't want to get into the theology of it. I mean, he lost everything. I mean, one day they came and, okay, his kids were gone. Uh, uh, all his uh, belongings were gone. All his wealth was gone. I mean, he did absolutely nothing left. I don't know what happened to all those camels. We're in the 700 of them. And, you know, and uh, uh, everything was gone. I read the last chapter, though. He got twice as much back. And that is beautiful. Yeah, he got twice as much back. Now, our Christian life should be exciting. At least, I think it should be. And okay, it should be something which is, should be lived all the time. Uh, we should be walking with the Lord on a daily basis. We should be seeking to do the will of the Father. Because I would like to see the Father say, that Bill is a pretty good guy. Wouldn't you like him to say that about you? 
Wouldn't that be something? There's a lot of things happened to me, you know, in the good old Baptist church. I mean, I was baptized. That was an occasion, man. But that was by accident. I got in between the table and the baptismal tank, and that was uh, under the pulpit, and the doors were left open, and I fell in backwards. <laughs> okay, but later on I was baptized in the Saskatchewan River, and then I knew what was going on. <laughs> that time I didn't. Life is great. God is great. And God is with you, wants to be with you, wants to work through you, wants to perform through you, wants to do the things which bring blessing to His kingdom. Because all life is, is His kingdom. His kingdom come, His will be done as it is in heaven. So right here. Could that happen? Is that possible? What is your walk with the Lord? Is it real? Or do we just carry on? You see, I don't have to preach. I preached enough. But now I can be in a place and be a father. Now I can talk to people right from my heart. I mean, as to what is dear to me. And when I see people, what is dear to me is, Lord, come, get it together. Let's get going. Let's do something. Let's make God happy. Let's make God dance in heaven because He looks at you. And you're doing something. And you don't have to do much. I mean, you don't have to heal every dead person. <laughs> I was going to say sick person, but I don't. Why not start with the worst? Well, I was thinking about that. I mean, there was a Bible college in Poland. And apparently those people in that Bible college, they would go out and they would go actually to the morgues of hospitals to pray for the dead. And they had so much success that they decided that they were not going to pray for anybody over 75, so we would be out. <laughs> but they had success. It was happening. Just because everybody says it cannot happen, that does not mean it cannot happen. I like to talk about realities because I've seen realities happen. I was telling, telling Lauren, I mean, okay, like in Poland one day, uh, my, my translator said, Uncle Bill, I mean, this guy, he used to be a runner and he cannot run anymore. And we need to pray for him. I said, Jan Kaczmarek, you right. We need to pray for him. So we called him up and I grabbed him by his hand. And we united together in prayer and asked the Lord if he would do a miracle. And make him run again. That guy took off and he ran clear to the next city. And then he came back again. Smile from ear to ear. He was so happy because God touched him. It is possible. But I wished I could know the mind of God in every situation and I don't. 
because then there wouldn't be nobody left in the hospitals, I can tell you that. Wouldn't that be nice, Lauren, to go together to the hospital and empty it out? Yeah. Wow. Is it possible? Yeah, it is. We wouldn't dare do it. We don't want to be embarrassed. Why? Why is that so bad to be embarrassed a little bit? I use every occasion I possibly can, I mean, to talk about the Lord to people. Like in the barbershop, I mean, so they laugh at me. You're a preacher? Forget it. I mean, you're always joking around. So I'm joking around. I'm a happy person. Aren't we supposed to be happy? Happy, happy. No, okay, whatever. <laughs> I love the Lord. And I love to do His work. And His work is to bring Christ Jesus to them. And that is an ongoing thing that happens all the time. Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Whenever you get an opportunity, you do it. Have you ever looked at life that way? Have you ever gotten up in the morning and say to the Lord, Lord, what can we do together? Now, apparently, Job must have heard from God when he kneeled down in his inner chamber and, and talked to the father about his kids. But he wasn't yelling at his kids. He was talking to the father about his kids. Isn't that right? And it works when you do that. But when you yell at your kids or you're so self-righteous that you judge your kids and, and you get a good amount of anger into it, no, that don't work. And I know that. And every opportunity I get, I mean, even sometimes very foolish, like we were talking about embarrassment. I remember one time in the, in the Grand Prairie Mall, Okay, I was walking, and uh, as I was walking, I saw a guy come, and he was sitting in a wheelchair. And uh, as I looked at him, I was thinking, oh, if Peter was here, I mean, his shadow would fall on him, and the guy would get out of the wheelchair. Isn't that what the Bible says? Boy, wouldn't that be nice? But you see, then I try it. So I saw where the lights were and where my shadow would fall. I walked three times around that wheelchair, but he didn't get out. <laughs> Maybe he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> I don't know, but I will try it. Or I remember one time I was in a Tim Horton, and that touched my heart. I like people. Matter of fact, I think I have a genuine love for people. But okay, I was there, and there was a mother sitting there with her little baby, and that baby was not doing well. It was just hanging there. And I looked at it a bunch of times, and finally I couldn't handle it no more, so I went to her. I said, lady, what is going on with your child? Now, she functions so low, I mean, that her brain power apparently was something like 4%. <laughs> you know, it was barely keeping the kid alive. Oh, I said, wow, that must be hard on you, yeah? I said, okay, would you let me pray for the child? You do not know me, do you? No. Okay, would you let me pray for the child? So I put my hands on the child. And I prayed for the child and ran. But I tried. I mean, there's so much out there. 
so much you can do. But it has to be real in your own heart and you have to be convinced that you are walking with the Lord. And even if nothing happens, okay, the fact of the matter is I was there and I prayed for the child and through the child I prayed for the mother. People need that attention. They don't want to see religion. They want reality. And that is what it is all about. And that is what my life is all about. I don't need to preach. I tried it at one time. I usually mess up, Paul. I mean, I have to have you with me to do the theology of it, and then I'll do the preaching. Do you love the Lord? Do you love Him enough to be willing to be embarrassed? Wow, that's quite a question, isn't it? Eh? Yeah. You see, I mean, we listen to the world, and I'm used to speaking from my heart. We're listening to the world, and they can say anything they want to. They can stand there and swear. I mean, and you know, I, I remember I trained a guy one time when I was a salesman. I was a bread salesman for, for, uh, for Dempster. And uh, I trained a guy to do my holidays. And uh, as I was uh, training him, uh, there was one notable fact, and that is this guy had a dirty mouth. Boy, oh boy, every second word, it was bad. Really, really, really bad. And so after the third word, I mean, I said to him, hey, you're talking about my Lord. But he just kept it going. Oh, I done something very bad that day. Yeah. I warned him four times and then I took him in the back of that truck and I put him straight up against the wall. I said, one more word out of you. Uh, you get that fist right in the middle of your face. That is not very good witnessing, Bill. But you know what? It was effective. Boy, was it effective. Because he pulled up white. Now apparently he was a pastor's son. Fallen on hard times. He got saved that day. That's what I like. Yeah. And you have life and death in your hands. I mean, Job knew that. That is why he exercised it. Was that why God said, Have you seen my servant Job? He is righteous. I mean, he shuns evil and he goes after life and reality. Will God say that of you? Boy, you're quiet tonight. This morning, whatever. <laughs> Embarrassed. I remember preaching a sermon one time. I was really trying my best, Paul. Really was. I was talking about Peter. And you know, Peter is a real, was a real macho guy, you know. I, and I, I tried to express that to the people. But okay, you're in a different language group, and okay, and I used the word which I, I thought meant this. And apparently through the years it had been changed to that, like with gay, you know. <laughs> I used to be happy. I'm happy and gay. But oh, don't say it anymore. 
some kind of a word like that, okay? What I was saying that he was a homo. All through my sermon. Boy, I tell you, I got some flack on that one. <laughs> Next time I do a better word study, I mean, to at least know what I'm saying. <laughs> was I embarrassed? Not really. That's a different thing. We don't need to be embarrassed. When you bring reality, we don't need to be embarrassed. And you really have to listen very closely to what God is saying. I mean, I, you can fill, I mean, the air with words and with a lot of words. I think probably I can preach an awful lot of sermons. But will that change you? What does the Bible say? Because of the foolishness of preaching that some might be saved. Is it foolishness? Well, some preaching is, I think. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> we need to start speaking the truth again. We need to walk with reality. We need to walk with life. We need to be a Job. Even if everything goes bad, okay, it shouldn't affect us. But did Job say, though God slay me, yet will I trust him? Isn't that what he said? Life is not always easy. Sometimes very difficult, matter of fact. But if you let life dictate to you, then you'll never ever get involved in real life. Well, that's quite a sentence. I'll have to work on that a bit. Yeah. Talking about, okay, I had a foster son, Dion. Dion Damer came to us five years old. Beautiful child, but had epilepsy. And uh, anything which was loose, I mean, he would steal. So he was a kleptomaniac. He was not doing well. He stayed with us for 16 years. No, he stayed with us still. He was 16 years old, so 11 years. Was he my son? You better believe it, he was my son. Boy, what a guy he was. Would you believe that the church loved him when he was 16? He loved the people. Man, I tell you, that guy was just totally changed. And then the Lord took him away in a car accident. Did I like that? No. Does the Lord know what He's doing? Yeah. He really does know what He is doing. And that is what gets me. People don't believe that. People think they should dictate to the Lord as to what He should be doing. Don't work that way. I believe God. I think I had a good upbringing. I mean, my dad, my dad couldn't do anything wrong. And when I became a Christian, my father in heaven couldn't do anything wrong. Was that the end of my problems? No. Had another foster girl, and she was a little native Indian, but boy, I tell you, a beautiful child. And a, 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 a kid who could love anybody. I mean, it was just so easy to have her in my home. And she stayed with us for quite a long time. 
Matter of fact, we grew so attached to her that when we went to the Netherlands as missionaries, I mean, she couldn't leave us and be in Canada. I mean, very shortly after that, she came and flew in the Holland as well. And she found her husband. I still remember the time when she came home and says, I saw my husband. I said, does he know? No, but he will. <laughs> yeah. And guess what, okay? Her husband was serving in a Christian coffee bar. They got married. She was pregnant. And then they were murdered. Was that easy? No. Does it mean that now I don't believe God anymore because it went a little hard? No, I believe God. I don't understand everything he does. Then I would be wiser than Daniel. There's another thing, Daniel. I mean, there's men in the Bible. I, I tell you, I can, I can talk about them. Daniel, he finds out through the Scripture, I mean, that something was going to happen, you know? And so he gets on his knees before God and then he tells the people that we need to repent. And he started to repent for himself and for his country, for everybody. And sometimes it's good to repent for one another. Tonight I'm going to pray for you and say, Lord, I repent for Lord and I don't know what he's done. I mean, he's almost perfect, but I mean, uh, but he must have done something wrong somewhere. Would that be nice to be able to pray for one another like that? Yeah. Am I, am I touching some things? Do you love the Lord? Yes. A whole lot? Oh, bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, you love the Lord? You're going to see him soon, you know, within the next 15 years at least. Wow, <laughs> maybe soon, you never know. I still have to have my operation on my heart, so I mean, I have no business standing here preaching. I couldn't not preach. And it's because I love the Lord. And somehow, I don't know what it is, the Lord has given me a love for you people in this place. I don't know why. There's other places I can go to. I go to life, I mean, trying to bless people. Uh, you know, <laughs> for the longest time, I wouldn't even admit that I was a missionary. <coughs> I wouldn't. Will all the missionaries please stand up? Everybody stood up but Bill. No way. Didn't I think I was a missionary? Probably I did, but uh, I, I think my mission was different than being a missionary. I think uh, my friendship with the Lord was such that it was a life um, style which you lived. There was no importance to that. Matter of fact, if I do anything on my own, I mess up. Did you know that? Boy, I mess up good. You ever mess up? No, you don't. <laughs> you really messed up there, yeah. <laughs> you want to serve God. You want to be a Job. He went through a lot. 
you will go through a lot in this life. Are you willing to walk with the Lord through all these things? Are you willing to do His will through all these things? So that He will be able to say to you, Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what I want Him to say about me. Do I measure up? Not on my own, I do. Measure and mess up is close, isn't it? But I think you got enough for this morning. Lord, I want you to bless these people. I want you to bless these people so they will never ever be the same again. And then the Lord says, oh, wistful thinking, Bill. Will they change? Oh, Lord, I hope so. Lord, I hope so. Or will it be a mediocre thing? Okay, one day at a time. I mean, we don't know whether we're going or go coming. I mean, it just, the Lord grab hold of their heart. Bless you.